I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Bucks coach Dirk Cutter decided that Sunday was the perfect day to take back the play calling duties from offensive coordinator Todd Munkin against the Washington Redskins. And his team responded with 501 total yards. Unfortunately, they scored a season low three points. That's right, just a field goal and a 16-3 loss to the Redskins. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick with three more turnovers, two interceptions, a fumble on second and goal at the four-yard line as the Bucks just stumble their way through this game. Chandler Cannonzaro, he misses two field goals, could be looking for a job by the end of the day. And will Dirk Cutter now turn back to quarterback Jameis Winston for the remainder of the season. We've got all that and so much to talk about with Tom Jones of the Tampa Bay Times. Our sports columnist will join me in just a minute. But first, folks, it's almost the holidays. They're right around the corner. you got to go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. If you're looking for something nice for your wife or your girlfriend, maybe a statement piece, uh, some a diamond earrings or a necklace or bracelet, or maybe you're going to pop the question, you need that beautiful engagement ring, our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds is going to hook you up. And for our listeners only, listen, you get 20% off all jewelry purchases. That's right, an extra 20% off all jewelry purchases. Just tell them you heard it on Sports Day Tampa Bay, and you're going to get the best selection of jewelry and way, way better prices than you can get any place. Go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard. That's Suite 150 right next to the Penthouse Club. Tom Jones joins us now, and we are uh, at the end of uh, the Bucks' 16-3 loss to the Washington Redskins. This was probably, if you're a Bucks fan, and I was saying this to you on the way out. Um, we were headed down to the press conference. Like I feel, and normally I don't really think about it much, but I feel for Bucks fans right now. I really do because, you know, that was as frustrating a game to watch from a Bucks standpoint with 501 total yards and they only score three points the first time there's ever been a team in NFL history have 500 yards and, and only score a field goal. Um, and, and that's really saying something. But, you know, four turnovers again. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick with two interceptions and, and a fumble. Jack was Rodgers fumbled. And all they needed was a couple of touchdowns. This was such a winnable game, Tom. And yet now it feels as if this season is headed to a place that we've been many times before with head coaches um, with the Bucks, and we can get into that. But, man, it, it was just overall, it's hard to walk out of here and not feel the frustration of this team and of this fan base. If you looked at this game, and coming in, it's a game that they were favored to win. Uh, Washington was beat up. It was a game that they – if you looked at – if you just took out all the scoring plays of this game and all the, the turnover plays in this game and, and just watched the rest of the, the game and said, okay, which team won this game, you would have said Tampa Bay – easily would have won this game. I, the number that jumps out at me, Rick, they had 29 first downs, the Bucs. 29. That's incredible. That is incredible. They were 6 for 10 on third downs. They were putting drives together. Really, it was the turnovers and the lack of getting turnovers, which is, continues, and we'll get into that. But if you're a Bucs fan, it really was like 
everything that could have gone wrong at the key moments of the game did go wrong. And ultimately, it's a 16-3 to loss. And again, you're right. It, now they have to run the table to give themselves a chance at a wild card spot. Doesn't seem likely. But yet, I think the thing that's frustrating, Rick, and, we, and I, I asked Ryan Fitzpatrick this after the game, is it more frustrating that you go up and down the field? It, this is not like a team that's just horrible. Where no. They're getting, you know, a bunch of three and outs, and they're punting 12 times, and they can't do anything offensively. No, they can do a lot of things offensively. But key moments of games is, is the difference, has been the difference. It's the best offense in franchise history. Yeah. And, it's, and it, it's on its way to potentially threatening, in terms of a yard standpoint, the best offense in the history of the league. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of yards they're putting up. And I know football has changed with the rules, and you're seeing a ton of points and a ton of yards all over the NFL, so it's hard to compare it to the greatest show on turf or, or what have you, um, or, you know, or the Saints, which actually topped them. Um, after that, but um, you know this—the offense, in, in terms of the way it's structured, has not been the problem. Turnovers have, and it doesn't seem to matter who the quarterback is. Um, look, Dirk Cutter has done, I think, pretty much everything he can think of to get this team to play better, uh, including after five weeks firing Mike Smith, the defensive coordinator, who's a coaching buddy of his for years and years. Both of them on Jack Del Rio's staff in in, um, in Jacksonville, and then. You know, Mike Smith hired him to be the coordinator in Atlanta. Uh, that was not an easy thing to do. He went back to Ryan Fitzpatrick after Jameis Winston came in and had 10 interceptions in three and a half games because he knew that it was going to be hard to, to, uh, to stand in front of that locker room and, and, and not play the guy that gave him the best chance to win. And yet now Fitzpatrick has gone on over, over you know, five turnovers in the last two games. Um, and then on Sunday, he did something that, Frankly, I didn't think he was going to do, at least not now. Um, and that is, he took over the play calling for the first time this year from Todd Munkin. And say what you want about about Munkin and his, you know, never having calling plays in the NFL before. You can't argue with the results. I mean, again, turnovers were a part of the story before today. Um, but this was a dynamic offense. And all you can say, and I know what the fans will think, is, oh, great. So he took it back. And they scored three points, the fewest points they've scored all season. Doesn't that make sense? The, I mean, on one hand, you feel for the guy because they did put up 500 yards total offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for over 400 yards again. Uh, but, Rick, when I watched this game, it did. I, and before even asking Dirk Cutter, when we went down there, you know, we asked the question, did somebody else call the place today? Did you call the place today? There did seem to be something... I don't know, Rick, a little less aggressive, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it was One way time more. in the red zone, I yeah. thought so. They had a second and eight um, down inside the 20 here, and he ran the ball on second and eight. Yeah. And that seemed a little like Dirk Cutter to me. They took one, one real big shot, down, yeah. a couple big shots down the field, but one which turned into an interception. Guy was open, quite frankly, yeah. the first interception that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw. Other than that, the only other thing that really jumped out at me, Rick, and I don't know, maybe it was something that Washington was doing, Mike Evans was only – Targeted six times out of 41 throws that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick made today. And then O.J. Howard was kind of a non-factor. He, he caught one ball. Yeah. Now, again, maybe it was something Washington was doing yeah. that, that slowed that down. But uh, they ran the ball okay. I, you could tell they were trying to establish the running game at some points. But the whole idea of him calling the plays, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rick, it'd be easy to look back and say, well, Todd Munkin was doing a pretty good job of it. But on the same, you know, by the same hand, I, 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 I kind of get why Dirk Cutter... 
You know, oh, look, his job's on the line here, look, man. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, and it's no different. I wrote about this today in in the Tampa Bay Times, and you can go on TampaBay.com and read it. Is that this is what coaches in his situation do? And I mean, look, they're they're <laughs> they're three and in, in uh, six now, and like to your point, they'd have to pretty much run the table. And it's, you know, it's no different to me than Lovey Smith taking the defense again, Raheem Morris taking the yeah. defense again, Greg Schiano saying, I found my quarterback, it's, it's Mike Glennon, not Josh Freeman. This is what coaches have to do as they see the, 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 the sand running out of the hourglass mm-hmm. that, you know what, I, or, or the analogy I used was, you know, grab the wheel before the car goes over the <laughs> cliff, you know, because... Um, you don't want to have the regrets. You exactly. don't want to look back and say, man, if I had done this, you know. And, and the fact of the matter is, Dirk, it's Dirk's offense. They put in a game plan all week. Um, yeah, Munkin, I think, is a little more aggressive at times. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, still, it's still Dirk got, the, he got here because he's a very, very good play caller. And that's been evidence with the, the best offense that the Bucks have ever had. Um, and yet, what a frustration that you finally get a decent – performance out of the defense which has been putting them in the hole every week you know there's been three games where they gave up 30 points in the first half three other games 24 or more and today they allowed two field goals now I think part of that was Washington is 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 beat up it's hard to imagine how they got to six and three yeah right they've got four offensive linemen that are out um they Adrian Peterson has somehow found the fountain of youth he still makes moves um, still gets yards, and Alex Smith does not turn the ball over. There you go. You know what? There was a play today in this game, Rick, and it was a perfect example of what Alex Smith does. It was late in the fourth quarter. They had a third and long, the, the Washington did, and he dropped back to pass. And they're trying to kill clock, obviously, at this point, and he took a sack. Now, a lot of situations there, you're like, ah, throw the ball away sure. or whatever. But I think he looked at two things. One, I'm going to keep the clock moving yep. here. Yep. And the other thing is I'm not going to throw the ball. Into a into a bad spot. You want to know why why Washington six and three? I think a big part of it is I looked Huge. it up. He's he's thrown three interceptions all yeah. year. Oh three, yeah, that's who he is. And it's not pretty. They won a game sixteen to three. If you're Washington, it's not a. It wasn't a. You know they had how many how many yards of total offense? Two eighty six. Yeah, they didn't get to three hundred. No, I mean, they didn't get. To they gave up five hundred and walked out of here with a two score win. Right. He only threw for one hundred seventy eight yards, but he didn't throw any interceptions. They didn't turn the football over. And that's a big, obviously, you look at that, that's a number that stands out, Rick. They're, now the Bucks are, what, minus 19 on a season in terms of? Minus 19. Uh, in terms of uh, takeaways and giveaways. So, um, but, yeah, look, it, I, I feel bad. For, uh, there's a part of me that feels bad for Dirk because they did move the ball up and down the field. They had the ball in the, in the red zone, what, five times? Yeah. And had it's got three Six times in, inside the 30. Six times inside the 30. And that includes the. The play where Jacquees Rogers had the ball punched out and yeah. and a fumble, even with five six minutes left, they still I Look, still thought they were going to might might win. If this Ryan game. Fitzpatrick does, they got about three three and a half minutes to go, and Ryan Fitzpatrick holds the ball a little too long and and doesn't hold it with two hands and gets a strap a sack strip fumble. Yeah. Um, at the four on second and goal at the four, if they score there with three timeouts and a two minute warning, they absolutely have a chance to win this game if they get the ball back because you know. That you know, in all probability, Washington is going to try to run some clock, try to make them conserved. use their timeouts. Yeah, they're going to get conservative. And if they, you know, if they don't get a first down, you know, you're you're catching the ball at your own thirty or forty or whatever with with you know under two minutes and and plenty of time to get in the end zone with this explosive of an offense. So 
that game, as Lovey Smith would say, were, they were in it all the way until. But I just think that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has sort of made a career of this in a way. Yes, like he he's just good enough to make you think that, hey, maybe we got something here. And then he, he turns back into the guy that, that, you know, makes too many turnovers. You, you had an interest, there was an interesting quote, I'm sure you probably used in your column about Fitzpatrick and it dawned on me when he was saying it but like somebody asked him to something to the effect of you know how do you dig out of this or where they're at in the season and, and he was kind of like you know unfortunately for me I've been in this situation 13 straight years in terms of you know a team that just isn't isn't quite uh you know playing up to their potential and, and having some struggles and the only way I know how to get out of it is to you know, just keep coming to work every day, being a professional, keep uh, grinding, and making sure you're putting in the work on, you know, Monday, Tuesday with the film and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday with your guys on the field. And that's it. I mean, I think we have a lot of professionals in that locker room, so that's something I'm not worried about. He's never been to the playoffs. No. He's never dug it out. No. Even when the Jets were 10-6, and six, needed one win to get into the postseason – he threw three interceptions, I think, in the last game, and they didn't make it. This is the curse of Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and I'm, you know, I, I don't mean this to be disrespectful to him, but this is what happens: a team signs Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then suddenly something happens to their starting quarterback, whether he gets hurt or, in this case, suspended. Gets suspended. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes in, plays a couple of superstar type games to the point where you think, okay, maybe we got something here. So then you go ahead and play him, and then this happens: you end up not winning games, and for that reason, Rick. And with the season being at three and six right now, and it feels like it's going down the drain, I think you have to go back to Jameis Winston. And I know that maybe you know maybe Dirk Cutter feels still like Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you the best chance to win, but I think you have to go back to Jameis well, at this point. There was a point in this game, and and I would be surprised if they didn't have a discussion on you know like whatever discussions they have on the bench. Yeah. yeah. There was a point when Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the interception in the third quarter in his own end that I thought, that's it. There's about a half to play. You know, it was the first possession, I think, of the third quarter or thereabouts. And it just looked like, well, look, if you're going to turn the ball over again, we need a spark. Maybe Jameis, who's capable of throwing the ball as well as anybody and running around and making plays too, uh, maybe he comes in and and, and leads them to something. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't pull the trigger. And that might have been tough. Jameis is not a guy that's come off the bench very much. He did it in a mop-up duty at Chicago and wound up getting intercepted twice as well. So, you know, but for whatever reason. Now, you know, Dirk Cutter would not discuss personnel decisions after the game. They will be discussed, I'm sure, if they haven't already, but they will be discussed today. And there's two things I expect to have happen. Chandler Cannizzaro is out of a job. Oh, my gosh. Um, that guy, and, and, and I, I don't know how to explain it, Tom. You go back to Matt Bryan. I've written about this ad nauseum. And, you, <laughs> and, and this is why people say, why did Jason Light draft a kicker in the second round? To make this go away. Right. Thinking that maybe if I do something so out of the box and get a guy who's been, I don't know, the most accurate field goal kicker in NCAA history, that, that this will happen. But instead, Roberto Aguayo just added to it and Nick Folk. And now it's Chandler Cannonzaro's turn. And here's a guy that didn't miss an extra point at all last year for the Jets. He's missed four. And then today he comes out here. And I'm sorry, but, like, even though you're taking points off the board in terms of you, you'd rather get touchdowns than field goals, those field goals are huge. You know, if you, if you tie the game yeah. in the second quarter, uh, 6-6, mm-hmm. um, or third quarter, whatever it was, 
I think it was the third quarter. He third missed quarter, his yeah. second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you have a different feeling about the way things are going. It's so deflating, I think, for a football team to drive the ball and get nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about, okay, we didn't get a touchdown, but we did get on the board. The game is tied. We're not chasing them. You know, we, you know um, but, but, but we have something to show for our efforts. When, you, when you're out there and you have eight plays, ten plays, twelve plays, and you go 55, 60 yards and come away with zero, that's just a tough pill to swallow. Absolutely. I think the psychological damage that those inflict on you is, is, is means as much, and you asked, the, you asked that question, it means as much as the points not on the board. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, no, I, if he still has a job by the end of business Tuesday, I'll be surprised. I expect them to bring in Then, then Jason Light should, then, then, yeah, should be I, looking at him. Well, then I don't want to hear any more complaints about right. your kicking. If, yeah, it, right. If, if you can't. And here's the funny thing, like, you mentioned the Aguayo pick. Like I'm still, I was still on board. <laughs> I, I sort of got what well, you're right. I kind of he got was what trying I, to end it. He really right. was. He thought, hey, if I'm right about this guy, if he's Sebastian Janikowski, like, right. right? I mean, if he's Adam Vinatieri, if he, he plays ten years, yeah, uh, Gaskowski with the with the Patriots. If he plays ten years and we never have to worry about it again, I've done a, I've done Tampa Bay a right. favor because we saw the year before Aguayo got drafted that the kicker cost him games. You know, right. Um, so that so that's one thing you expect. You said you expect Absolutely. two things. The, the second thing is that Winston, I think, will be the quarterback. Look, there's they're really. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, if he's going to turn the ball over, all things being equal in that regard, you got to play the younger guy because no matter who's coaching next year, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you're a dirt cutter or anybody else, this franchise has to know a little bit more about Jameis Winston. And, you know, it's not as if he's going to hurt you any more than Fitzpatrick is right, right. now. And, and like I said, he probably has – well, I know he has a hell of a lot more upside. The guy's only 24 years old. I'm also interested to see how he responds because mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for Winston. And what I mean by that is he's only been benched in his career, in his life, twice that I know of. And once was it – Obviously, against Clemson at Florida State, when you you know stood yeah. on the student union and said something profane, and then the other time was a three-game suspension from the NFL. So right. both of them disciplinary reasons. No one's ever come to him and said, "You know what? Sit down. He's better. You're not good right. enough. This guy gives us a better chance to win." And I always thought that Jameis Winston has played the position of quarterback a little like he lives at times, which is entitled, like. I can do anything. What can happen to me? I'm still the best guy. They're going to put me back out there. And for once, they said you're not. And whether that will humble him in some ways, I would have thought the three-game suspension would do that because you're missing football, right? But now you're standing on the sideline watching another man do your job. And in professional sports, you never let another guy do your job because he'll take your job. And that's what happened to Winston. It's it's something he's learned. So now Winston, when he comes back, has to say, "Uh uh-uh. It's not good enough for me right now to go out here and zing it around. I got to keep my job. And the way I keep my job is to play winning football. And that means I don't throw it away. I don't put our, our, our defense in bad positions. I have to 
you know, play within the, the, the scope of the offense, take what the defense has given me. I mean, one of the reasons why I think O.J. Howard wasn't a factor as much is that they weren't giving them O.J. Howard. They yeah, were yeah. giving them Jack Quiz Rogers. Yeah. So he took it. And sometimes you have to do that, and you end up with a 500-yard day. It wasn't because Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't move the ball today. It was that they made mistakes when they got in the red zone. Right. So all things being equal, in this, if he operates this offense the way it's supposed to, you're going to put up 500 yards a game. That's what they've done all season. So Jameis Winston has to come in here now and say, I'm fighting for my future, not just with this organization, but with the league because there's other people. He'll get another chance if somehow the Bucks decided tomorrow we're done with him. Yeah. Because of his pedigree, because he's the number one overall sure. pick, there's plenty of teams that don't have quarterbacks that are going to take a flyer on the Yeah, guy. this isn't Jamarcus Russell where no. he was a total bust. I mean, he's shown enough Absolutely. in this league. And with him, the uh, – I, look, I don't, I don't know if he's the quarterback of the future. I do know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the quarterback of the future. Right. And so you need to find out. And I, and I realize he's been here three and a half years. There's an argument to be made that if you don't know by now, you're never going to know anyway. Right. But I still want to see him these last eight games or so, particularly if you think this season is over. Um, it's, not, it's not officially dead, but it's, it's heading that direction. And I want to see what you have with this guy. And here's, But here's the thing now, Rick. You can't now go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. You put Jameis in there. No, it's for the rest of the year. It's for the rest of the year. Come hell or high water. Yeah, you got to stick with him. Even the even if Dirk Cutter realizes that I've not won enough games and I'm probably going to be fired, at that point he has to just do the right thing by the organization that's paying him. Mm-hmm. And if he won't do it, they'll find somebody that will. Well, yeah. Then you'll end up with an interim guy. You know, right. if he gets to the point where he goes, no, 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 I want to play another quarterback, they're going to say, well, you know what, Todd Munkin will play this quarterback. If you won't, right, and that's what it's going to come down. Let's let let me ask you about this, Rick, because and and I'm not certainly suggesting that, that suggesting that Dirk Cutter be fired immediately or that Jason Light gets fired immediately, but certainly it was a topic of conversation in the locker room after the game. I find it hard to believe that the Bucks would make a move now. Typically, it's not their history; it's not the history of the Glazers. But what are you going to do? What are you going to go? To, are you got a real seriously? Would you go to Todd Munkin at this point? Like they're they're, they're, run, they're out of coaches. Like yeah. Mike Smith's already if been. Fired. Mike Smith was here. He would be an obvious one just because he's been a head coach in the NFL. I don't think they have anyone on the staff. Todd Munkin has been a head coach, but it was at Southern Miss, you know. Um, so I just don't. I don't think the Bucks. I would be stunned. It's not their if mo. The Bucks make a move now. I just think that it's not their mo. And we've talked about this before. What happens is, and there'll be a lot of people, a lot of fans listening. To this will say. To hell with him. Get him out of here now. I don't want him to coach another game. You know, it's his fault. And I get that. The problem is, is that things usually don't get better. And if they do, it's for such a short term. And what you end up doing is you end up making <laughs> the interim coach a candidate where otherwise he wouldn't be. Let's say that, that Todd Munkin goes 500. Yeah. You know, let's let's say he goes or well, they don't have eight games left. They got seven. But let's say he goes four and let's three. Let's say he goes four and three. If he goes four and three, all of a sudden we go, hey, <laughs> what about those four? Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, give that guy a whole year. Give that guy right there. He's a up and coming. He could be the next Sean McVay. And then the next thing you know, He's a guy who would day. not have been a candidate <laughs> right. is suddenly. You know, all, all the all the players in there, that's how you get Richard Williamson. That's how you get Richard Williamson. It's how you get Romeo Cornell. It's, yeah. Yeah, you end up taking over. A guy takes over and does just enough. And at that point. And I got nothing. Listen, Tom Munkin may oh, be no, an no. NFL coach. It isn't about him. I don't want him to get mad at me because I think he's very capable of doing that one day. I just don't think that that's, uh, that's usually the best way to handle it. If he's a candidate, he'll be one at the end of the year. You can talk to him with everybody else. Right. But I don't think you want to put him in a position of, of feeling the pressure 
you know, of that scenario. And, and, and frankly, I don't think it's going to make your teammate better. Now, when do you have to do it if you are going to do it? And it's rare. It's when you sense that guys aren't playing for the head coach. Yeah. And I have not sensed that yet. I talked to DeMar Dotson, who has been through this longer than anybody on the team. He's been here since 2009. I think that's longer than Gerald McCoy, one year longer. And Dotson says, I done had four coaches, right? <laughs> and so he's looking at number five. And he said that, uh, you know, you feel bad. And, and if guys want to keep Dirk Cutter around, they know they know they have to play better. But this this is sort of what this is what every season feels like at this time of year in, in Tampa Bay when you have a wobbly head coach. But as long as they're playing for him, as long as they are putting forth the effort, and most guys do because they're being evaluated, you know what I mean? I mean, like who's going to go out there and just lay down when you got bad tape, you're not going to get a job here or anywhere else because the first thing a new head coach is going to do is going to say, not show me the first eight games, show me the last two or three games. Right. So show me the guys that were not putting out effort. Those are the guys I don't want. You know what I mean? So if you're going to go out there and make business decisions, um, that's one thing. But but I don't sense that he's lost that locker room. I just think they're all frustrated and not really – they know – I mean, they know football. They know what's happening. Sure. They're turning the ball over and not getting any turnovers themselves. Well, and you've mentioned it time and time again because well, we, we've had this discussion, unfortunately, with, you know, when Greg Shanna was here sure. and when Raheem Morris was here and when uh, Lovey Smith was here. Are they going to fire these guys in the middle of the season? And, and as you mentioned, if they were to fire Dirk Cutter Monday um, – and name Todd Monk. You know what? Every assistant coach starts making phone calls. And Great spend point. Ha- they spend Great. half of their time yep. looking for their next job because they know they're not going to be a, this team next year. Yeah. And I'm with you, Rick. Look, I don't think they've I, – I haven't seen any evidence where guys are quitting. I haven't seen any evidence where guys have, uh, are, aren't committed to, to playing hard. I look, this is fool's gold, and this is what the Bucks do all the time. What if they win next week and then they win? Because they play at the Giants. The Giants, that's a winnable game, They right? come home against San Francisco. They come home against San Francisco. San Francisco's no good. They win that game. All of a sudden, they're 5-6 and six again. Yeah. Now, I, I thought they would win on Sunday, too. I yeah. thought they'd beat the Redskins. Well, and every why. other team, the Giants are circling next week. Oh, yeah. Saying, oh, that's a winnable game. Yeah. And the 49ers are going, yeah, we can win in Tampa. So, I get all that, but... At, I, I, they're not going to make a move. I can't. I can't imagine they would make a move on Cutter no. right now. So I don't see that. And and uh, you know now, you know now the focus will also shift to Jason Light. Um, you know, and and I think the brighter the spotlight on Cutter, maybe Light look. I don't know if he looks better or worse. In that you can see there's plenty of talent here, but in a way they're both kind of moored to the same quarterback. I mean, when you think about turnovers. You know, yeah, they're not getting any. And, and I wrote a column about um, or a story about the defensive line. I think the defensive line has been the biggest disappointment that they've mm-hmm. had because even though they've had to rebuild it, I think we saw a half sack today by Vita Bea. Um, but for the most part, outside of JPP, no one has played well. Gerald yeah. hasn't played well. Bo Allen hasn't played well. Benny Curry's been hurt. They've all been hurt. They're not playing well. They're not doing anything. And turnovers come, for the most part, from quarterbacks like you saw today with Ryan Fitzpatrick either getting pressured into throwing picks or sack fumbles. They're not pressuring the quarterback. They're not getting enough sacks. They had two uh, against um, Washington. And to me, I don't think much is going to change on that side of the ball. You know, they're going to have to – and they're just going to have to kind of hold on and hope that their team, you know, can score enough points. But not getting turnovers is killing this team. And until their defense plays better – 
uh, and helps out the offense, then every time you, you can't overcome it. You can't overcome an interception. You can't overcome a fumble because you're not getting any yourself. Well, the, today's a perfect example, Rick. When you look at the, you look at all the numbers, 29 first downs to 15, 501 yards to 286, time of possession nearly more than 31 minutes compared to 28 minutes. But yet the team that won the game was the team that got the turnovers. Yeah. And, and didn't come in. And any. didn't come in any. Right. And yeah. ultimately that's what it comes down to. If you can't get the ball from the other team, still possession. The emphasis the today, and they talked about it all week, you know, there's always a theme every week. And yeah. it's, it's not rocket science. I mean, you and I could come up with a, with a message. But the theme was, hey, we got to start fast. You know, especially on offense. Let's, you know, and that's why, if you notice, they won the coin toss. And I talked to Dirk about this. I feel proud of myself because he was talking about how, oh, no, you always defer. And since 2008, the analytics are that if you defer, you're going to get an extra possession at the end of the first half, and then you get the ball at the beginning of the second half. And that's just the way it goes. And I said, yeah, but if you have, if the strength of your team is your offense, why would you put your defense on the field first if you have the coin choice and then either give up a score, which they were doing in the first possession of too many games, or. At minimum, you can at least dictate field position. Let's say you go out there and you get a couple first downs, punt it deep, and they're playing on a 90-yard field. That helps your defense, too. Sure. So finally today, they won the coin toss, but they took the ball. Right. And yet what happened? Well, they right down the field. Right down the field. Drove I mean, right down a beautiful, field. fast start, just what they wanted. And they <laughs> throw a, a flag route to Sean Wilson, who, by the way, Sean Wilson? I know. I mean, I you've got six foot six O.J. Howard, six foot five Cam Brate, six foot four. Mike Evans, you're throwing to the smallest guy who doesn't play a lot. <laughs> you did surprise the defense a little bit, but he overthrows Sean Wilson on a flag route, and it's a pick in the end zone, a one-yard line. He runs it back up the midfield. And that's how your game starts. I mean, you had exactly what you wanted. If you go in there, kick a field goal, score a touchdown, games have momentum. Didn't they, I see a stat do. this year where the Redskins haven't had – there hasn't there hasn't been a lead change or something all season long. You're exactly so, right. So if they if if, if they they're fall, losing, they they're lose. losing, they lose. If they're, if winning, they're winning, they win. They win. And if they scored the first points of the game today. Yeah. But um, it's incredible. I don't know, Rick. I tell you, it, it's I go back to what you were saying. I was watching the fans walk out of the stadium oh. on Sunday, and it's it's heartbreaking because it feels like they're not that far away. It doesn't feel like they're. This isn't like a horrible football team. They're not bad. No, and they're entertaining to watch in that how long have we waited for, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, to see some offense. I right. mean, you go back to, the, hey, in 2002, they won the damn Super Bowl. I got news for you. They didn't play very good offense, no, so they got in the postseason. People were pulling their hair out. Oh, it was, they were frustrating to watch in many it ways. It was horrible and, at times until they got in the postseason. So this is the first real, you know, we can hang with Drew Brees or, or Tom Brady, we, you know, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, you're like, hey, we got a shot today because we can score points. And yet, now you see the defense folding a bit better at home. Um, but they have everything they need, and for some reason, there's a disconnect. There's just not – they're not playing, uh, you know, sound football, and they're turning the ball over. And when you do that, you lose because more games, I think, are still lost in the NFL than are won. And, you know, hey, so – Let me ask you this before we go. So – you noticed this after the game, the, the official Twitter account of the oh. Washington Redskins. So in case you missed it the other day, 
this, this it was playing off of something that happened a couple uh, on Halloween where Dirk Cutter was asked about his favorite candy. So he came into one buck the other day, yeah, and threw pieces of candy. Oh, we'll go ahead and put a guy under the bus. Greg Allman of the Athletic gave yeah. gave Dirk a bag of bit of honeys because that was he on his radio show. They asked him his favorite Halloween candy, that's and right. he couldn't think of anything, so he said bit of honey. I didn't even know they made bit of honey. Know, it's like it's like Anison. Like, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's like, really like, old product. Like they still it's Tahitian make treat. Like is Canadian dry doing so like. So he had a bag of bit of honey, so he thought it was funny. So he started tossing out the bit of honeys to the media right. in the media room. And then today on the official Twitter account of the Washington Redskins, they somehow superimposed L for loss over top of the bit of honeys, and there was Dirk Cutter throwing L's today. Yeah, it, it was so well done in terms of, like, graphically, but such a bad, like, lack of class – by the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins, like, seriously, think about this. This isn't, like, one of the best teams. This isn't the Patriots, like. Or Dallas. I, I even, or or Dallas even, or the Eagles or yeah, one right. of the rivals. You expect it from them. Like, you're, the Redskins, you're not that good, man. Why are you doing so? <laughs> well, six and three. Six and three, I guess, are going to win a division. But here's the thing, like, I don't, is there a history here? Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a history. From, like, what, for over what? Who's the head coach over there? Jay Gruden. Who oh. fired John? These book, uh, Who's the president? Uh, Bruce Allen. Thank you. Ah, so that's what it's all about? What else could it be about? So Jay Gruden's in there working the team Twitter account? I don't know that Jay <laughs> is, but my point is there's enough bad... Uh, well, I mean, and, and Doug would not be a part of this, but you even have... If you want to go deeper, oh, yeah, you got Doug, Doug yeah, Williams, too. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think... I think. Look, I think it's Daniel Snyder's team. This says a lot about Daniel Snyder yeah, because you'd be looking for a new graphic guy if I were in any organization. You'd be like, whoa, 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 we don't do that. To who? I mean, karma alone says it's going to come back on you one day. Maybe not even from the Bucks, but from somebody else. Yeah, right, right. How would you like to be the butt of that joke? I, I was stunned by it. I'm, there's a part of me that's like, kind of like, wow, that's kind of cool that you would like you're that brazen to do something like that. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's uh, it's a start of a nice rivalry if it, if something can come up. Well, the, the the fact is they see a they see a coach on the ledge and they just are helping to push him over. If they thought Dirk Cutter was going to be back here next year or some year where they may actually yeah. play him again, <laughs> then that would be a problem. But So if they, you're telling me they wouldn't do that to Sean McVay if they were doing that today. Hell no. <laughs> Hell Green. no. Or to yeah. John Gruden. I'd like to see him do that with John. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. Let's see if they do that next week. Yeah, with somebody else. Anyway, well, my thanks to Tom Jones. Uh, it looks like they're blowing the... Uh, the stadium dirt away. It's getting louder out here with the vacuum. So, Tommy, thanks. We'll uh, we'll be back doing this again. Sounds good. Well, I'll be at One Buck Place talking to uh, Coach Dirk Cutter later this afternoon. His press conference around 2.30. We'll get the word on whether they plan to go now back to Jameis Winston, probably for the remainder of the season. That's what I would anticipate. We'll find out from Cutter then, as well as what the fate is of their place kicker, Chandler Cananzaro, who missed two more big field goals for them and could be Looking for a job by later this afternoon. Also, we'll get you ready uh, for Tuesday's Lightning uh, going on the road for a four-game road trip. Of course, they had a tough loss to Ottawa over the weekend. Good to see Victor Hedman back in action. He had a nice goal in that game. So make sure you keep it here uh, at uh, Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're here every Monday through Friday. And also, go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You're going to save an extra 20% off all jewelry purchases just for telling him you listen to Sports Day Tampa Bay. Folks, you can't beat it. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. So, for Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Hey, despite the Bucks' loss, try to have a great Monday, everybody.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.